Reflex the Unyielding Series by Tosin Tender, copyright 2019. All rights reserved. No part of this document may be reproduced or transmitted in any form or by any means electronic, mechanical, photocopying or otherwise without prior written permission of Tosin Tender. Disclaimer. This story is a work of fiction. Therefore, all incidents and people in this work are fictional. Any resemblance to any person or situation is simply coincidental. Chapter 1 I'm not feeling depressed, Tomison would say to Arthur. I just want everything to stop and there's just one way, no other way, she would add. Arthur wouldn't be able to think. The only thoughts that would come to him was suicide. No, she wouldn't do that. She's a Christian. Arthur always thought and quickly dismissed the thought of suicide immediately it surfaces. All he would do was wrap his strong arms around her. She wouldn't tell him, but once in a while she goes just blank and lets depression set in. In his mind, he thought he was giving her strength, for what exactly, he didn't know. But he knew he needed her to stay alive. All he wanted was to be let into whatever was making her feel the way she does. But she wouldn't open up to him. One time, she's this lively and interactive person with intelligent contributions to conversations. The next, she's withdrawn and wouldn't let anyone into that space she built for herself alone, not even him. He was worried about her, but all he could do was make sure he called more often every day and be there for her whenever she needed him because he felt that would help. He loves art so much to lose art, much less lose art to depression. Things were already going well with him and it seemed to me he was far from the hands of depression when it happened. Just when he thought the worst days were over, she kept telling him she was fine when they spoke on phone the night before. At least she sounded fine to him. And when they chatted on WhatsApp, she was fine as well. Whenever he visited her regularly, where her parents lived, Somewhere in Ikeja, she was their most happy child. Today, Art was feeling really edgy throughout the day, and Tomisin kept coming to his mind. Each time, he said a word of prayer, but was still not comfortable. Something was eating him up, and he couldn't put a finger on it. Lord, he began, I don't understand this feeling, or what could be happening right now. Just then, he felt his phone vibrate on his table, most likely a text from a service provider because it couldn't be a WhatsApp message as his mobile data was turned off. He wanted to check the content of the message but decided against it with an intention to check it later and continued with his prayer. But I need you to give me an answer that will ease the way I feel, he concluded. He waited for an answer, something, probably a light breeze, anything just to have an answer from God. Nothing, still. Just at that moment, caller, a colleague at the office, tapped him. Guy, you don't pray again. It'd be like saying a church ministry go fit you. Not be this office job. 
He said to him in pigeon, with the usual smack on his face whenever he notices Arthur puts his hands on the table, facing down, and he, Kola, wants to sound funny. Arthur just looked at him from the corner of his eyes, but in the real sense, he was really angry at him. He gave him a one-second half-hearted smile that always shut Kola up whenever he realizes that Arthur was not in the mood when he snuck up on him like that. Nobody should blame me. I'm human and I have feelings too and I'm not perfect. Besides, Kola is just too nosy. Ah! He thought to no one in particular but himself. Sensing that he had crossed the line, Kola made a mock show of keeping quiet, putting his left thumb under his lower lip and his first finger on his upper lip, an action that showed that his lips were sealed. Arthur took a cue from the wall clock situated directly opposite him on the wall, ignoring Kola who was still standing a few meters away from him and decided it was time to go on a break as it was past 12 noon and it was time for lunch. Arthur dialed Tomisin's number for the 11th time. This time, relief washed over him as the phone rang at the other end, but she wouldn't pick up. <sighs> Thank God. At least her phone is back on now, he sighed, thankful. It's 1pm and Arthur was back at the office, already feeling unbelievably tired. He was looking forward to the end of the day, which was so unlike him. Fast forward to 4pm. <sighs> Thank God, it's time to go home, Arthur secretly celebrated. He hurriedly cleared his table and picked up his very portable men's strap bag. He felt like he had been in the office for days instead of just some hours. He dashed out of the office without the regular chit chat he always engaged in after every day's work. Thankfully, he made the first bus commuting workers of the Lagos Island area of Lagos to the mainland and before long, it was filled up. Ten minutes later, after the bus took off, Arthur slid his phone out of his pocket and tried for the 25th time, calling to missing again. Her phone kept ringing, but she wouldn't pick up just then. Hmm. It occurred to him that he had received a text message earlier at the office while he was trying to pray and made a mental note to check it later, only to be interrupted by the obnoxious caller. Hmm. He went through the message inbox and realized that the text was from Tommy Sin. He couldn't believe what he saw. 12.10 p.m. was the time the message came in, about the same time he was praying and waiting for an answer. He couldn't believe his eyes at the contents of the message. He started shaking and before long, his shirt was soaked with perspiration. No, 